Microsoft. Yes, that's the answer to last week question that we asked. We asked you, who is the recent tech giant that decided to shut down all their physical stores and instead went to concentrate on their online stores? We asked who was that doing that. The answer is Microsoft. Yes, brand building is important. That will happen naturally. But you are not here to win a popularity contest as an entrepreneur. You need to always go back to why you became an entrepreneur. Your passion of solving problems to make larger impact. Hello everyone, this is Kirtan, uh, Tribe Chief of the Storytellers Tribe. Welcome to yet another episode of the Storytellers Talk, an exclusive fun podcast of the tribe, by the tribe and for the tribe. Here we interview mem- members of the tribe and share knowledge and grow with each other. I also have my co-host here with me, Krithika. Hello, Krithika. How are you doing? Ah, uh, it's uh, okay now from the last uh, podcast where, like, I was whining to Sindhu that the work from home stress is killing. But I think it's like getting a little bit okish now uh, since August looks very promising already to many of us. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, uh, but as you rightly mentioned, these are stressful times and there is a pandemic going on. Many businesses have shut shops. So what is your take on starting a new business and entrepreneurship in these tough times? Yeah, uh, when we are talking about entrepreneurs, uh, last month I I got a very privileged chance to host uh, one of a webinar in my company about how do you manage the personal finances and also your company finance struggles in this time. And uh, I was hosting this wonderful person, Giridharan. Uh, he's a finance expert and consultant to many companies and also to uh, many people. And he beautifully quoted something about entrepreneurs. He said, uh, there is an economic crisis and there is a panic in many people's heart when in terms of talking about the finance because entrepreneurs are the one who always earn money and then they kind of distribute that money to everybody. So you receive a salary because an entrepreneur is making money and then like we receive a, a job salary, a paycheck or something. Again, uh, investors go and invest in that from a money that they take from here. So I kind of felt that entrepreneurs are more like a backbone to any nation. And uh, it's very brave for them to withstand even at this kind of situation. And many entrepreneurs are also stepping forward to come a rise in this situation in this pandemic they are uh, pushing themselves out of that box thinking very creatively coming up with a lot of innovative uh, things and ideas we all know we also had a crisis kind of situation maybe in the year of 2018 maybe i'm wrong i'm not sure but that's the time i think most of the innovative entrepreneur sectors and industry sectors did also come so maybe this is a chance that we all have to start looking in a very different direction that Something is being pushed out in a new way and it's like kind of testing our skills. Don't you think so, Kirtan? Exactly, exactly. You said it there. And that was a very insightful uh, quote which you mentioned. So yes, uh, according to me, entrepreneurship is not a destination, but it's a journey of stories. And we have the perfect person on our podcast today to share his stories on entrepreneurship. Our guest today has over 22 years of global experience in building products, solution consulting, and entrepreneurship. He has held several leadership roles in product engineering, product management, and also has his own startup. He has, so I must say, he has been on both sides of the fence. So we could not have a better person to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship. So let's welcome Bimlesh. Uh, who's currently the CEO of Agway Solutions and the Chief Evangelist and Coach of Pitchcamp. And when we were thinking about how to introduce him, we got the cue from his name itself. Uh, Bimlesh literally translates uh, to a highly creative and ambitious person who has a drive to accomplish things out of the ordinary. And nothing could describe him better. So Bimlesh... (laughs) It's an honor to have you here on our podcast. And so enough of us talking. We'll let you introduce yourself and walk us through your journey. Sure. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on the Storytellers uh, Tribe. It's wonderful to see a group of uh, you know, uh, youngsters uh, you know, from a town that I spent most of my early days. Oh. 
come together and uh, you know and do something like this in the digital world extremely excited to be here thank you okay uh, thank you bimlesh and uh, just let us walk us through your journey how has it been how did you get into the corporate world and how did you jump on to uh, entrepreneurship sure so let me start ellarkum uh, vanakkam uh i am a half uh, tamil boy by heart wow, by birth that's great <laughs> nice to hear some tamil words <laughs> and uh, by birth i am a kannadiga so you know my i always have one one foot in tamil nadu one foot in karnataka okay vimlesh uh, i'm sorry to interrupt then maybe you should try sending kaveri here sometimes you know like since you have <laughs> one foot over there and one foot here yeah so that's that's always a good interesting conversation right during summer times between the, <laughs> between both sides there's a tug of war yeah. going on always yeah so <laughs> I've, i've seen uh, i've been on both uh, cities i've also borne the brunt of uh, you know uh, being locked up all alone in uh, you know during my college days during the kaveri riots where in a hostel capacity of 140 because i wow. had to travel back to chennai i got stuck and i was the only guy living in the hostel for about 2 uh, months oh my god right? oh my god oh so, <laughs> yeah so i have that experience on the other side of the coin of uh, you know so what you is that right experience the lockdown before yes <laughs> uh, in a right scenario yeah <laughs> so my uh, my background is uh, like this i come from a simple uh, middle class family my dad used to work in indian oil i i grew up in chennai uh, tnagar um, i was there till i did my 12th and uh, then i went on to mysore to do my engineering from nai uh, narayan murthy is alumni of our college a very reputed uh, college in uh, in karnataka and uh, then i joined uh, work in 1997 uh, 96 i graduated in 97 my first job was in a healthcare startup uh, you know and uh, i i had a very strong passion towards healthcare and coincidentally you know this startup was building healthcare solutions and my first uh, real life real software deployment go live was in the hospital which was closer to the office so of my one year in the startup uh, you know that i spent uh, six months i was in the hospital uh, not inside a ward but you know in the it sections and in several other departments helping them roll out uh, software so at that time you had a typical client server software and no internet no saas uh, none of this stuff and uh, to provide support we literally had to be in the hospital right next to the server and monitoring the server logs and providing support and so on and then i joined another company uh, this was my big jump uh, i joined uh, satyam computer services at that time uh, satyam in bangalore was about 250 people uh, so i was lucky to join during the early days in satyam uh, i was there for about 7 and 1/2 years um, i saw the company grow from just the bangalore division grow from 250 to about 5000 people and uh, i'm fortunate to have met uh, some of the great uh, leaders that have built very large uh, businesses out of uh, those and uh, i was i had the opportunity to play various roles uh, in that organization and uh, streaks of my leadership started to come out very strongly there and uh, which also helped me to take responsibility and experiment myself and my capabilities on handling various roles so i dabbled myself with sales and uh, you know business development for about a year uh, before the 2000 uh, you know um, dot com bubble burst I went back to technology then got into technology consulting started helping large uh, accounts to set up their offshore development centers in uh, you know in india uh, under the satyam umbrella and during all this uh, you know somewhere in uh, 2005 uh, 6 i decided to take a change and uh, then i joined uh, another healthcare technology company which was looking to set up their india operations uh, this company was called mysis so i joined mysis when they were about 30 member team and i joined as one of their india leaders and uh, we grew the team from 30 to 350 over a period of 6 years purely into product development 
uh, and uh, you know i was again uh, lucky enough to have taken some initiatives and happened to lead one of the largest uh, product development teams out in this organization so out of 350 around 250 people you know team i was responsible for right by the time i left that company and it was during these uh, you know my lifetime of career that i spent in the corporate world uh, you know i have always been an avid uh, learner so while i was at satyam i did my masters uh, through distance learning from bitspilani um, between 99 and 2001 and when i was at uh, my when i was at mysis we were undergoing a couple of merger and acquisitions and that was the time i picked up my executive mba from symbiosis bangalore so that was another two and a half years weekend executive program that i spent so i always come across as a as an individual that uh, you know that doesn't that always looks at crisis as an opportunity to up, upskill and uplearn right uh, whether it's an mna crisis or whether it's a career crisis the only power that you have is to help you is to acquire more skills and to become more competent and to become more relevant and it was during this executive mba that uh, you know the seeds of entrepreneurship really got uh, sown and uh, when so i did my mba from 2009 to 2011 and this was the time when uh, you know flipkart raised their first round of funding and mobile had just started to you know become cheaper adoption started to increase and there the idea was born that why don't we do something right and if i have to realize more of my potential and also you know contribute something and i am being a first generation entrepreneur uh my dad tried uh, several ventures while he was at job but was not successful so somewhere that an unfinished business scenario always existed in the back of the mind and uh, sitting in the classroom uh, basically i funded myself to sit and dream right and these classroom dreaming sessions essentially you know made the seeds to germinate and uh, in 2000 uh, 11 by the time i completed my mba i quit my job and i did a bit of uh, consulting for a couple of companies and then 2013 i officially started my firm so when we started the firm uh, you know i had dabbled on couple of healthcare ideas i was very clear that i want to build something on healthcare you know i have rich experience in healthcare tech i know the challenges of patients and doctors and, and i want to solve something here and uh, practo was a young startup at that time and uh, you know they were beginning to gain uh, you know some momentum they had just raised a round of funding from sequoia in 2013 and that's when i started the firm uh, with a belief that okay if practo is getting funded to manage clinics you know somebody has to manage uh, you know the patients and the post doctor visit life cycle so that's where pharmacy was born uh, our our pharmacy was called uh, with a z not with an s that is existing today so 2013 to 2016 was my uh, saas journey uh, experiencing on what it is to build a connected healthcare platform for india uh, so our platform uh, was uh, bringing existing retail pharmacies that are that are there next to our houses bringing them online connecting them to patients doctors and pharma distributors so this was a very ambitious platform ambitious project uh, you know but didn't deter us in attempting and trying to build this we built it out we were live in bangalore uh, we we hit an unexpected hurdle in 2016 when the entire economy and the funding winter set in uh, in hindsight i realized that we were a little late in raising funds uh, but we had an amazing product so we are a product first company than and you know than anything else so that's the engineer's curse right you look to build first and then market or or you then sell so we fell into that trap and uh, so 2016 we had to shut that down uh, because we couldn't sustain and many more competitors had raised a lot of money and uh, you know we couldn't sustain the operations of it so then we pivoted ourselves into an outsourced product development company so having burnt our own fingers having built uh, scalable products we started consulting and working with other startups across india and us as their technology partner 
And then last year, uh, one of our customers for whom we built India's first uh, micro lending product on mobile using Aadhaar and uh, UPI, uh, where you could lend, where you could borrow hundred dollars for thirty days, right? All through your mobile, right? So no forms, uh, completely digital. Uh, you know, your entire credit scoring is based on your metadata of your phone. Uh, that was a kind of, uh, you know, uh, product that we built for this U.S. fintech company. And they had a tremendous uh, success in their launch in India. And uh, they raised a CDC uh, because they were already present in Kenya, Tanzania, Philippines and all that. And with this success, uh, they ended up hiring my team. And you know, so last year is when, you know, we saw, I saw the opportunity of having a full life cycle experience, uh, you know, like a pseudo exit. And uh, since last, since 2019, I've been consulting and helping a bunch of uh, startups on their product and on their growth journey. This year, uh, 2020 March is when I started Pitch Camp because I see like how, uh, you know, storytellers is trying to bridge the gap between sales and marketing. I see a huge gap between entrepreneurs being product first and not market first. Right. Uh, also, the gap where, you know, traditionally we are not an English speaking nation, right? We all have different dialects and we come, we think in our local language first, but we communicate in a foreign language, right? So Pitch Camp is an initiative to help entrepreneurs to share their ideas with the world better, where we help them in their investor pitch and in their sales development life cycle. So we do this through coaching and training workshops. And currently we are running a series of webinars right now, bringing in best in class speakers in India who have uh, in speakers from India and US who have been practitioners in this craft, right? And uh, so that's, that's the journey uh, you know, that we are in today. And uh, you know, been receiving very good response. So we are, uh, we are conducting a first pitch workshop, uh, in fact, today in a few hours from now. And, uh, you know, so this is, this is a brand new initiative. I've never done uh, a pure branding type of a project before. So some of the, some of the mistakes that I made in my first uh, attempt, uh, this time I'm doing market first, branding, marketing initiative first before I build something out of uh, pitch camp. So that's, that's been, you know, my set of stories in this entire journey over 24 years now. That's great. I mean, you would have had so many experiences. I mean, just by listening to you, we got uh, to know uh, the amount of learning that you would have had over uh, the past several, uh, several decades, I would say. I mean, the past two decades itself. So that's... Uh, one of the important lessons that you said that always be market first, not product first. So that is something which uh, most of uh, the entrepreneurs or most of the startup founders fail to realize at their earlier stages. And uh, and uh, exactly as you told, Pitch Camp is looking to bridge that gap. So uh, the question that uh, I am personally, uh, I would want to ask you is, uh, when did you actually uh, realize that it should be market first and it should be uh, market first and not product first? So, uh, so uh, let me take a step back, right? So as so I come from an engineering background, Right. And I did my MBA, right? So sometimes over education also kinds of, uh, you know, hinders your uh, thought process, right? So we, we did a lot of market research. I spent about six months before building the product, talking to retail pharmacies on what are their pain points and, uh, you know, and then trying to build a solution for them. And when we actually built out our first set of products and uh, when we took the product for them for demo and then trying to get them into early beta, a very new set of, uh, you know, problem statements started to arise, which were never uh, discovered during the market research process, 
right? This was one. So what happened then was that we had to quickly adapt our roadmap to respond to those challenges that were discovered during the onboarding of the beta program. And we were a, we were a small team, like any startup, right? So you only have so much of resources and bandwidth that you can uh, do market facing. So when I say market facing, it's not just about your uh, you know, size of your market. It's not just about, uh, you know, which geography of your market are you trying to understand. Market is also about your messaging, your constant communication, your identifying on as to who your uh, product beta customers are. While you're building, how do you plan to allocate, uh, you know, your uh, resources and people to start working with your customers to build your early version of your product. In, the, in our case, we were addressing the retail pharmacies, right? So retail pharmacies are a completely different beast when you have to build a solution for them, right? Uh, they have, you need to understand their uh, psychological motivations and their operational challenges to, you know, build a solution that will actually work in a retail store. So our initial solution was, this is what I mean as a market first, uh, you know, approach versus a, a tech first approach product. right yeah or a product first approach so we did everything what what we heard and uh, uh, and what's the best practices to build but in reality we completely faced a very different onboarding uh, challenge so we saw a very simple uh, situation right when we started reaching uh, the pharmacies they would say hey i don't have internet in my store at all i don't have place in my store to keep a laptop Right, and who is going to fund this laptop? Right, where am I going to spend fifty thousand bucks to buy a laptop printer, uh, and then thousand bucks on a monthly internet charges? So some of these logistic discussions and operational readiness discussions were never part of our discovery process. Right, this is so very critical as part of your go life. This is also so very critical in designing your product. Uh, you know, to to ensure that you can handle all these scenarios that when the internet drops, how does a retail store continue to operate on a web application, right? Uh, and if you're going with a cloud-based solution, retail pharmacies need to have an offline solution as well, right? So what we realized, the fastest way for us to do it, rather than trying to cross over these hurdles, let's quickly adapt, solve a different problem with a different approach, Within 30 days, we were able to come out with a mobile app for them, which would become a sales first problem solving statement for them so that they can now generate new sales orders from the internet, from new patients who are using our patient app. And they can start getting orders on the mobile. By doing this, we completely shrunk the sales and the onboarding cycle. Now, this product was in our roadmap to be built 12 months down the line. But based on the initial reactions of resistance that we saw on onboarding, we had to shift our product roadmap and get this mobile app product out in 30 days so that we are still relevant out in the market and we are still able to make progress. This put complete change in the way we, uh, you know, we looked at problem solving the team had a new challenge because until then we were all you know web first web first uh, we uh, and you know we had to bring in a new team member hire somebody to build out our mobile app uh, quickly uh, you know take it out to the stores and the good news is because we uh, we designed the app to keep it so simple in in two weeks we were able to cover 50% of bangalore to get onboarded onto our mobile app platform Wow, that's great. So this is what I mean as a market first, mm -hmm. right? It's a, it's about being, even before you write your one line of code, can you create landing pages? Can you create advertisements? Uh, you know, where your customers are and understand what's, what's the kind of demand, right? So now when I, when I advise, uh, you know, when I mentor and advise uh, startups, I would say, okay, if you're building a team, uh, your early team ensure that there's at least one marketing consultant or you have one marketing uh, you know full-time employee within your core team it can't be just tech guys building out your product and if the founder doesn't come from a marketing uh, angle right 
then you're bound to have a longer runway to succeed in getting your initial traction of users. Yes, uh, that's right. That's very true. I've seen many, uh, in my limited experience of being a product marketer, I've seen many uh, uh, products who go by the product first approach and fail to get the product strategy, the GTM strategy, right? right. And eventually uh, uh, they get a, the time period to success. It's a much longer period. So, uh, uh, another thing that I would like to ask you is uh, entrepreneurship is a journey of full and ups and downs. So, I'm yes. sure uh, in this journey, you would have had a lot of ups and downs. So, how do you deal with adversity, periods of adversities, periods of self-doubt and reluctance? Uh, I think this is this is a question that can occupy several hours and books, and can come out in movies as well. There's there's no there's no one single answer for it. Uh, I think the way uh, in hindsight I'll tell you what the way I have learned from this, what I've learned from this experience. One is you. We are not here for a popularity contest, right? That has to be first understood, right? Yes, brand building is important. That will happen naturally, right? But you are not here to win a popularity contest as an entrepreneur. You, are, you need to always go back to why you became an entrepreneur, right? Your passion of solving problems to make larger impact is typically how one starts on their journey. Making money is not the goal, is an outcome, right? The difference between an entrepreneur and doing a business is all on the quantum of value. If, you are, if what you can provide value has tremendous amount of scale, then your, the way you deliver that value is completely innovative and new and hence you're called an entrepreneur. If you're moving goods, you are building a business to solve a very local problem. You're a businessman and there's nothing wrong in it. End of the day, you know, all of us have to figure out a way to provide to our families and survive and, uh, and lead a comfortable life. What goes wrong is we set, we start with our good why, but this why gets diluted over a period of time. And then we start focusing on these tangible uh, you know, short-term goals, which are superficial, and we get caught in that uh, process, right? These superficial uh, aspirations that come through the way, they are good motivational aspirations, but not long-term strategic aspirations, right? For example, I want to get featured as a top 100, uh, you know, fast-growing company on this website, these are these are tactical operational goals, but they have got nothing to do with your long-term goal that you want to build a sustainable, profitable business, employing you know thousands of people and creating an impact in the economy or uh, you know global economy or whatever, right? So somewhere these short-term tactical goals supersede your larger objectives, and you tend to lose focus. So when you lose focus, two big two things come to your rescue. Right. One, you have to go back to your why. Second is your family. Right. You, the more you keep your family updated on what's going on, your family will always help you to stay rooted and grounded. Hey, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Right. You're getting into too many things. Right. If you are not very comfortable in sharing a lot of details with your family, uh, you know, then figure out on your outside circle, who can be your mentor or who can be a good guide for you, who you feel is not judging you on your, on your good and bads, right? That is very important. Many of us don't choose mentors because we have got, we have been judged all through our life in schools and colleges that, you know, you're good at this, you're bad at this, right? And we have got tired of it. And that is number one reason why many of us don't choose mentors through our life uh, for the fear of being judged again as adults. But the point is, this judgment should 
has to come from a perspective of are you on track to your goal or are you are moving out of your track to your goal so find a mentor to whom you are comfortable from whom you are okay to get feedback from right and you can have different mentors who bring different expertise to you the other part what i have experienced and what i have also learned is because you are not in a popularity contest you need to understand this first you have to be ruthless in your decision making the more transparent you are on how you are taking the decision and why you are taking the decision can help you ride a tough times with your team and with yourself and when it comes to yourself yeah self doubt is your biggest uh, you know uh, biggest friendliest enemy right let me call it this way enemy yeah friendliest enemy <laughs> right uh, because it will only kill you slowly mm. right and the way to deal with uh, self doubt the way i've done it is uh, you know keep focusing on your strengths right why did you do this what have you been good at right and you can you know what changes do you need to do one of the biggest uh, you know aspects of being an entrepreneur is your ability to adapt right uh, adapt to market adapt to personal challenges that may come up you know you could have co-founder conflicts you may have a funding crisis you may you know you may have suddenly lost a team because one of your star guys have left and you know now there is nobody uh, if the star guy goes then guy or girl goes then there are bunch of followers that will also go with them okay. right depending on the influencing capability you will have n n plus 1 challenges and scenarios right but the key point is you should have that confidence you should build that confidence not only have confidence you should work on these confidence building activities that you can that you are not alone and you can pull this through and that is where being part of communities either being a founder community or having a mentor community having somebody to talk to with your challenges and taking help to move forward is very very critical and uh, you know there are several times you will run into self doubt when you are not able to crack deals when you are not able to when your team is not able to make the progress in the speed that you think that you should be doing uh, you are not able to hire you are not able to raise funds all these challenges will be there this is you know this is a no brainer but how do you navigate these challenges how do you how do you adapt yourself to this challenging situations with your road map right end of the day you are still responsible for the cash flow of the money that you have in your bank is when you can spend accordingly right and uh, so you got to you got to keep navigating there is no one straight answer what i have been able to sustain myself is uh, you know build a lot of self awareness on what are you good at what are you what do you love doing among several things that are there in your day job as an entrepreneur right focus on what you love the most and try to delegate the rest make people accountable more within the organization everyone wants to grow everyone wants to increase their contributions within an organization thereby they can have a higher earning capacity identify those potential within the company give them that responsibility nurture them and guide them to grow with you you will see how surprisingly you'll be able to take them along with you in that journey and move forward thereby you are focusing on on doing what you love thereby your energies are high your confidence is high your self belief is high uh one other exercise that uh, you know that i've been doing for last uh, a couple of years is uh doing a lot of reading about a lot about self awareness and uh, you know mindfulness right we all you know uh, in the cricketing world uh, you know we all uh, talk about uh, the tala of uh, you know chennai super kings uh, dhoni right being the most aware uh, cricketer if you look at if you look back a lot of the articles on why is he being the most aware cricketer is because his ability to focus on the now right. right on being completely aware of the current situation 
right this comes only through practice of being aware of your strengths aware of what you can do what is in control what is not in your control and that acceptance makes a big difference okay uh, thank you vimlish that was a very very insightful answer i could literally uh, feel your years of experience talk <laughs> Sure. I mean, there were so many takeaways just from this one answer. Having your why right, uh, having your mentor group, and so many more, uh, many uh, points that you mentioned. And uh, uh, one thing which you mentioned was mindfulness. Uh, it's not an innate characteristic. You have to practice it. You have to build that mindfulness. Right. So. that's oh i'm i'm actually pretty speechless and uh, i'm i'm actually looking at that yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm i'm pretty speechless because like i have lost somewhere in between of your story when you were like narrating this beautiful lines when you were telling that you were sitting in your college backbench the desk and you were like dreaming about that uh, seeds germinating into a startup that's like uh, it shows it's a goosebump moment i mean like anyone sitting there at that age you know and now it's has grown into a kind of a very big banyan tree rooted so strongly it feels so special and wisdom of thoughts bimlesh lots of lots of uh, wisdom words from you today and for anyone to start a new company at this time i think they just have to listen to this podcast that's enough <laughs> they could uh, gain all that bravery they need all that uh, right thing they have to start and you have sure. you have you have you have explained everything and one thing i uh, i found that keetan is also like kind of uh, don't know what to ask but because of that amount of uh, wow oh my god like that's like it's like a lot to take in and you know wow that that would have like taken lot of like lot of courage you know like you have to keep motivating you pushing you 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 also said that you have to like shut down your company in middle and then like you again you went back you changed your business remodel to survive do this that pulling yeah. that all together requires more than just energy it's very nice to hear uh i i hope all the listeners who are like listening to this podcast this is like really really insightful we hope you learn a lot from this there is like plenty of takeaway for you guys from this okay so enough with all this uh heavy stuff i think uh, kitan has prepared a very nice rapid fire set of questions for uh, vimlesh so kitan would you take over that yes yeah, sure i am ready to put vimlesh uh, under the hammer here fantastic let's do it Okay, we have a set of five uh, rapid fire questions which we'd like to ask you, and sure. you don't have any time to think. It's you have just have to say what comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you have to say one line about uh, geo strategy in the recent months, uh, what would it be? Because right now everyone is talking about geo. They have eleven trillion uh, market cap. It's it's the most recent news in Indian bis- uh, business world. so what is your take on their strategy so two things uh, so jio is now the new big gorilla in our country which is a big good news for us uh, you know the world has been talking only about fang uh, you know which is facebook apple amazon netflix yeah. and google yeah. so now you can add as fang jio right along with it and because now we also have jio there are two ways to work with uh, or three ways to work with uh, with or against a geo right so uh, if if you're starting a company now and you are very strategic build build a product in their uh, which has a gap in their portfolio right and you will get picked up by them at some point of time so you are building to get acquired so that's a strategy in which you are building so when you build to get acquired you got to build your connections with the geo team pretty early the moment you start getting tractions you somehow have to figure out a way to come on to the radar this is one way second way is geo is also encouraging a lot of startups to come under their umbrella so that future acquisitions mergers can become more easier right so look to jump in on that bandwagon third is look at so uh, geo team has already been talking about what are the future areas that they are focusing on right for example we have 
uh, gaming has come out to be a very strong uh, you know conversation from jio are you are you a great game developer right or do you if you love games and you know how to build games so gaming is a great uh, space to be and to look at uh, you know to work to be on their uh, radar by focusing on the areas that they are excited now about so you have look at the big gorilla in town as uh, you know a welcome citizen uh, <laughs> it opens up a whole lot of possibilities one either as partner with the geo ecosystem or build something that you can get acquired and become part of the geo community itself that's right i hope all the aspiring entrepreneurs are listening to you and get some pearls of wisdom out of this answer partner with geo <laughs> sure. and uh, the next question books or movies what do you prefer movies anything oh, oh that's interesting it's, yeah like that's a twist there i was like hoping you would say books as an answer for this yeah i have a larger attention span when i watch uh, movies i take a lot of notes from movies that i uh, you know that i watch i watch a lot of reruns of movies which i love i love uh, especially sports related movies uh, because there's always uh, you know the process of uh, you know achi- trying to achieve a goal there is a purpose behind a sports movie uh, the ups and downs of a sportsman uh, you spoke about how do you keep yourself motivated so i'm a big fan of uh, uh, you know i've been an avid sports guy myself uh, through my entire life uh, so i associate with any sports movie that's there uh, to be watched uh, because it's all about uh, you know uh, how you can have unrivaled focus and what does it take to achieve or uh, you know to be proud of your glory and to leave a legacy right and if these are your drivers there are so many things that you can pick up on you know discipline uh, practice focus uh, managing pain uh, and and what do you do with success right mm. so there's a movie on mike tyson coming up so mike tyson is a great example of how early success if not managed well you can go to ruins right uh, we got several stories of india as well but and i'm really looking forward to this movie of mike tyson where uh, an amazing uh, you know world class uh, boxer reaches his peak very early mismanages his life goes down the drain and then now trying to come back uh, up in his uh, life and world and, and all over again so i'm i'm a big movie fan uh and and i drive a lot of life lessons uh, and i have a lot of conversations with my friends and colleagues on movies and in many of my training and uh, you know examples that i give i coincidentally find the snippets from movies across languages that i share okay which becomes easy for people to understand and uh, that's how i've been able to communicate better Yeah, that's a very interesting answer and sports movies at the end of the day leave you very very motivated i mean right. I, i recently had the chance to watch uh, the last dance uh, the uh, documentary series of michael jordan it left me speechless for the next two days i mean right, sports right. movies they are the best actually absolutely right so, uh, so the next question is uh, what according to you is the one characteristic uh, which is most important in a leader um i think uh, listening yeah listening is uh, is the number one critical uh, function that i feel as a leader across all levels whether you're an entrepreneur you're a manager uh, even you're an individual contributor and you're taking the way i classify leader is uh, you know i read my first the first book that i completed as an adult was uh, you know leadership with no title by robin sharma Right. and uh, that book really hit a nail on the head on my philosophy of how i have built my career around being recognized as a leader without me even holding a title right uh, my first instance of uh, being a leader was uh, in satyam when we had to build out a new product and i was called in and say okay here are all bunch of mtech guys that have joined in you uh, you know pick up your team and you know build out this whole product i like i am only a i am only an engineering graduate these guys are all mtech they are more knowledgeable more senior than me you know why i 
my manager was so confident in my capabilities even more than i was right and by leading them that is when i knew what capabilities i had because they could clearly see that i had a very strong patience to hear their ideas hear their approach to problem solving and then take a decision on what is the best way for us to achieve as a team right so listening if you have great listening skills you will you will naturally attract people to come to you and the sign of a good leader is when you have followers coming to you and not you chasing followers <laughs> that's great that's great yeah so uh, the next question uh, would be uh, who among who among the current uh, lot of indian entrepreneurs is your favorite this is a tough question um, i think from uh, from the internet economy uh, you know girish uh, matrabutham from uh, fresh desk uh, yeah. you know beats hands down in terms of communicating uh, you know uh, their story their philosophy and the way you know they solve their problems so is a very great body language a style of communication that uh, strikes a chord with uh, several people uh, you know from the old school of uh, entrepreneurs uh, you know i really like uh, uh, you know uh, all of us like and respect the way you know the tatas have built their uh, business uh, i like the way the entire uh, infosys uh, founders have run their uh, you know uh, business over the years Uh, so i would say you know narayan murthy nandan nilakani uh, ratan tata and you know girish girish from the from the digital world okay okay and uh, the last question a uh, bit of a personal question uh, what sure. is the one hobby or pastime that you developed with this lockdown uh video casting okay and so, uh, yeah video webinars uh, you know i have learned this new skill of video editing uh, hosting webinars running with live uh, audience so now i'm 11 webinars old uh, you know i used to take one i used to take one hour to set up my you know my studio my lighting you know how i have to arrange my laptop uh, you know check out all my you know systems in place so now my setup gets done in 15 minutes so that explains the cool background and <laughs> everything yeah so that that's my new excited uh, you know new skill that i've learned okay so thank you bimlesh uh, that brings us to the end of the rapid fire questions and it's been a great conversation with you this afternoon uh, me thoroughly enjoyed it i'm sure kritika also felt the same Uh, there was lots of nuggets lots of wisdom that we learned from you and i hope all our listeners listening in will also have so much to learn from this conversation absolutely uh, thank you so much for having me uh, it's a pleasure i would say you know the uh, the tribe of uh, storytellers or the storytellers tribe uh, which is of sales and marketing folks uh, you guys are an important cog in the wheel in every organization uh you know whether you get the limelight or not uh, you are a very critical part of uh, you know every organization so look at uh, you know my one last nugget uh, you know if i can just add definitely yes please you you are on a journey on your own bring along more more travelers with you to create new stories on your journey because end of the day in a, in few years more all that is going to be left is you and your stories for you to recollect laugh smile and share uh, that's great advice he just leaves us speechless whenever he says something <laughs> like i i like i have to process this all like you know it's over it's like too much goosebumps moment bimlesh i mean it's like really too much of uh, uh, goosebumps moments i i'm definitely going to like replay this whole session lots and lots of time i think so i'm just like going to again and again listen to this podcast episode especially 
sure my pleasure i'm i'm glad uh, you know some of the things that i've said like the the last uh, summary line it has just come in the flow you know you both have both of you have been great uh, you know in hosting this uh, show today so credit goes to you in keeping my flow as well uh, intact and uh, you know for those who want to reach me you know you can reach me at uh, bimlesh@pitchcamp.in i'm also on twitter you can search me as bimlesh gundarao and i am a very passionate uh, believer of uh, you know helping people achieve their goals so feel free to you know ping me anytime you want to have a conversation or you need some help guidance uh, you know happy to be there sure uh, shot bimlesh uh, thank you and uh, there are a lot of entrepreneurs in our tribe and i'm sure they'll reach out to you after listening to this podcast thank you so much sure wonderful So, yeah thanks uh, to both on, of you. Ad, on adding to the keith and note and bimlesh note you can also find bimlesh in our slack channel so don't miss yes. the opportunity to directly ping him in the slack channel and get your questions all answered there i think we should probably do an ama with uh, bimlesh very soon yes. very great session and so we are wrapping up to the end of the session thank you to all the listeners for joining this and this is your quiz time of the session we bring the storytellers podcast storytellers talks quiz sponsored by nobody okay so the quiz of this week is going to be there is a tech giant currently shut down all of their physical retail stores they have they have shut it down okay so who is this tech giant and why do you think they did so so head to the slack channel answer me there or like wait till the next week podcast episode as per you where the host will be revealing you the answer for this quiz see you all thank you thank you okay so this is off the recording right we can yeah yeah okay, okay cool so this is the most uh, exciting part for us like off the recording we get to ask you lots of questions it is really interesting so like english yeah like i i i i had this very personal question to you because like it was sure. running in my mind throughout this uh i'm like i can i can pretty much resonate to you because um i did my college um, when you were starting your company so okay. at that time i was also like uh, dreaming about something that i have to do for my entire uh, life which i love to do every day so i was more skeptical on that i did not have like what i have to be doing but like i was like very sure that i have to do something that i enjoy throughout my life irrespective of the money and when i landed the first job it paid me well but it did not satisfy my hunger my knowledge and my happiness end of the day i had like a very good uh, six figures of you know uh, digits in my bank balance but it did nothing to me then like i switched multiple careers and then like i finally landed in a job where like i love i love uh, waking up to create content to curate to edit to plan content strategy and all but there is this a fear i think many of them also have this fear that i have uh, at one point of time this whole jumping from one career to another career and then like you know uh, trying to fit into this industry where like sometimes we are treated as an outsider because we don't have that background of uh, degree in communication marketing mba or whatever mm-hmm. i'm sure you also would have felt this you know fish out of water moment they are like trying to uh, build a, like an invisible wall between them and us always at every level oh. there is okay so like uh, is it like true or like this is all an illusion and we shouldn't be like uh, doubting this all uh i'll give you two perspectives okay okay um so recently and i don't know how much of uh, because you are in content i'm sure you have followed uh, sushant singh rajput's yeah, episode yeah, yeah, and yeah. this whole blowout mm-hmm. of nepotism in yep yep, uh, yep, US, yep, right? yep yep there is a concept of uh, brotherhood within the uh, within every ecosystem right so in the startup ecosystem you have uh, you know for years this has been the case you have the iit ecosystem you have the im ecosystem and then you have the us uh, you know nri returned ecosystem and then you have the us mba ivy league ecosystem right these ecosystems operate like a closed network right it's like now just at the start you know i said vanakam i am from chennai so between three of us we could quickly establish a small bond right 
this bond only becomes strengthened stronger and this bond creates a wall in not allowing outsiders to come in easily so this i will call this as a pseudo nepotism yeah. it exists it is a reality okay my it is not easy to break this wall and get in into that crowd because this this wall has been jointly built together over years right and there is a sense of pride that you know i am from iit uh, k i am from iit chennai i am from iit karakpur uh, this iit has a certain pride and uh, you know in, in their tribe right like a storyteller tribe these all like tribes of their own don't try to get in don't try to fit in become excellent at your skill set because you don't have these things what are what are these things these things are uh, used only for filter criteria right when you are trying to apply for a job when you are trying to raise funding uh, these are social proof that are visible that can be validated like like an aadhar authentication right this yeah, can yeah, be authenticated yeah. to know that are you an iit or are you not an iit or are you from anna university or not from anna university yes when yes. you don't have these things you are actually at a very strong advantage in my opinion the way you need to work this to your advantage is become focus on building mastery on your craft if you love doing content right build repertoire either go vertically deep on the entire content philosophy for a particular industry right or if you want to go horizontal then build your life experiences on your career across industries focusing on content as a horizontal wow and content doesn't only mean text right yes the i very the very fact that today you have taken this live you have come yourself on video that means you are comfortable with video hmm. use video content as your next evolution yeah. use yeah. audio content as your next evolution focus on content strategy across mediums build mastery on it when you build mastery on it people will come to you not for your degrees not for your credentials but they'll come for your capability and for your outcomes that you'll help them achieve wow okay okay thank you thank even you thank though, you so much milish even though you're you're young as a professional say, i'm just taking an example even though you're young content marketer with 3 years or a 5 year experience but your focus on content is so deep unlike many other content marketers in the industry why there is no reason as to why you cannot become vp of content marketing in your next mm, job mm, mm. the difference is is in your is your focus on your mastery this is the difference between us and the and the way the west looks at skill building makes sense we most of us look at uh, skill building as a generalist activity and not mastery activity whether it is horizontal uh, sorry whether it is horizontal or vertical if you if you love what you do right now focus on becoming a master in that right now and not becoming just another career progressive based skill activity because that economy is over your career economy is only on skill mastery now mm, 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 mm. thank you vimlesh thank you thank you i mean like it means a lot to me it really means a lot to me thank you so much for that sure sure tasha and thank you so much for uh, coming once again uh, for coming and uh, taking part in this podcast so we really loved even the nuggets that you shared right now it personally means a lot to both of us and uh, we hope we can get in touch with you whenever we need some words of advice or some words of motivation yeah absolutely i mean that's why that's why i put put out put out that con, you know contact information at the end please feel free to reach out 
you know always happy to listen and share uh, you know whatever best uh, works it's up to you to take it and apply it or not but uh, you know i can always share my perspectives let us do an ama in slack vimalesh i mean i i i feel it will be really useful for all the tribe members let's like do an ama in slack with you fantastic yeah uh, we conduct ams every thursday at 4 pm so we started last week okay. and uh, we'll get in touch with you on that as well uh, sure sure absolutely yeah 4 pm works thank well you. thank you thank you thank you so much fantastic yeah you guys have a great uh, weekend and thank you so much thank you thank okay. you so all the best to your next session that you are going to do your first workshop right so we we hope that it goes well for you yes thank you thank you so much thank you thank, thank you very yeah. much bye bye, -bye.